This episode of Open Ended Podcast is sponsored by Gaper's Block. Gaper's Block is your place for Chicago news, events, and commentary. Slow down and check out the city at gapersblock.com. And if you like to support this awesome podcast you're listening to right now, you should donate at openended.fm slash donate. You can also head over to patreon.com slash open-ended for monthly installments starting at $1. Again, that is patreon.com slash open-ended. Hey. Hey. So I figured we'd just let you know that there's going to be a little bit of some salty language. A little cursing. A little bit of things that you don't feel like bleeping. Yeah, so uh, sorry, kitties. Maybe next time. Well, not even kitties, just like people who don't like salty language. Fine. This is an open-ended podcast. I'm Cher Vincent. And I'm James T. Green. So the piece that I um, did is called um, Low Expectations. Um, no, no expectations. And it's right there behind you. Okay, so uh, the reason why I call it No Expectations is because, you know, right when you get like a handle on the world, the universe just decides to come on and shit on it, you know, shit's on it and it makes it all disgusting and, and like funky and slippery and totally unappealing, but you have to, you have to use that handle to get to the next door, you know, or the next room, whatever that is, maybe, let's see, what it, it could be like a long-term relationship, maybe, or, um, I don't know, like a, a hit show, or any show, really, that doesn't make you, like, hate yourself, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter, it's the little things, you know, it's the little things, and and it doesn't matter because at the end, what you're taught, what, you're, what you learn is that the universe doesn't care. <laughs> the world doesn't care what your expectations are because they suck. And you're not special. We, yeah, we aren't special. Good. Um, I saw you like less than twelve hours ago. I know that was really, really weird. That was weird, but also like last night, I was really in my feelings, like more so than I think I've been in like openly in a few months. And I kind of just like spilled all of it on the table, literally, with you and uh, Sine, your partner, and just 
and then invited myself to your house and was like, I'm going to watch The Office with you guys. You're like, okay. And you could have totally said no. No, it was pretty great. It was just like we were just all hanging out and then just all of a sudden out of nowhere, you were just like, hey, so um, want to come over and watch The Office? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it was good though. It was good. I mean, he did it. So, um, but yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, yeah, just kind of figuring out the feels that I had that have it's still happening it's just not mm-hmm. you know as intense but it's still there and trying to navigate and figure out what the next step of action is and um, I'm optimistic mm-hmm. it's just I'm a very impatient person and I hate waiting for anything or anybody or just, I just want my results and I want them now kind mm-hmm. of and I realize I can't you know, everything's like that so I just have to you know work it out I totally understand. I mean, it's something about like being in your like 20s and like early 30s and just trying to like figure shit out and then like feeling like, oh, man, I have no idea what's going on. And then it's just like, I don't know. And it's like kind of just really trying to wrap yourself up around that. Yeah. Um, And it was like really kind of interesting because as like you're going through that and I'm going through that, I kind of was like thinking and we both like landed on the same guest to bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, for this time. So joining us right over here to the left in our hot-ass box <laughs> over here is Sam Bailey of You're So Talented. Hey, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Do you prefer we call you Sam or Samantha? Oh, Sam. Please, <laughs> Sam. Well, I'm Please. in that case, I'm calling you Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my Facebook stuff, so I have to always, like, actively ask people when they list me and things it's like I'm Sam now <laughs> no I know some people are like kind of really iffy about that I mean some people call me Jim and Jimmy and I'm like no where did no. that come from I, I think I called you Jimmy once and you didn't respond so I figured <laughs> alright I'm gonna drop that <laughs> yeah it's like no no or like when people call me Sherry or you know or they think Sherry or Sharon is short for uh, is um is Sharon no. short for those? I'm like, no, that's my that's my birth name, my government issued name that my mother g- gave me, my Christian name or whatever. Well, it's like, I don't know why you would take it upon yourself to give someone a nickname. Or yeah, a name. exactly. It's one like, thing. Like I give people why people call me Samantha, then I correct them and say, yo, you can call me Sam, and that's cool. But like if someone started calling me Stacy, I'd be like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> First off, what? <laughs> someone called you Stacy. You should have punched him in the neck. <laughs> I know, it's so obsessive. It's like, how dare you just take over my entire Yeah, and it's possessive. It's like, hi, hi, first off. (laughs) First off, this isn't your name. I'm going to call you this. Right, except for like when you call me Sherilyn. Yeah. But that's an inside joke. Yeah, well, that's just because like you be doing the most. Yeah, doing the most or like doing something like, you know, typical share fashion, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, usually either doing the most or doing something dumb. Mm -hmm. And you're like, like, oh, oh, yeah, it's like Sherilyn. (laughs) Sherilyn. It's so, like it's like your version of girl. <laughs> no, yeah, pretty much. So for the folks out there who have no idea who Sam Bailey is, there I mean, will be many. <laughs> but they're gonna find tell, out. Yeah, no, you're gonna learn today. So, <laughs> so do you mind telling some folks uh, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, my name is Sam. I am a writer and an actor and a producer and soon to be director. Um, yes. Most people know me from You're So Talented, which is a web series that I created um, that premiered in March and was part of the Tribeca Film Festival. It was honored in their new online work program. Um, all of it's online now at uh, www.yoursotalented.net. 
um, and we're about to get started on the second season. We start shooting at the end of August. Very um, exciting. Yeah, I guess people that don't know the web series probably know me, and who are in Chicago know me as a live lit performer. Um, I do a lot of readings around the city, and it's one of my favorite things to do. So I'm just out of, I'm just pretty curious, like, how did the premise of You're So Talented kind of come about? Um, so I think it came about of like a hodgepodge of things. Uh, one thing that happened was that while I was working as an actor, I have a theater background, um, pretty consistently I was not whatsoever happy with the work I was doing. Um, I just felt like I, I didn't have a huge voice or choice uh, in the work that I was uh, choosing and the parts I was getting to perform. Um, but I'd also broken up with a boy, <laughs> like, right before that, kind of. Um, and one of the first things he said, like, as we were breaking up, was like, you're so talented, but... Mm. And I remember, like, what the fuck does that have to do with those, anything? <laughs> gotta love those little send-offs. Yeah, There's so like, many uh, for me, so... Yeah, like, I was like, that doesn't actually have to do with what we're talking about now. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I do remember, and I, I'm like this sometimes, I do remember, like, hearing that and being like, that's going to be something. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so has he heard um, the series since then? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> Good. I have no idea. Good. Yeah, I would assume so. We like, you know, we frequent the same circle. Um, but I don't know. I don't think he'd know. You know, guys are guys, especially like guys in their twenties. I feel like they're just like, oh, there's a girl did something. Like, <laughs> like they don't really know. <laughs> or try to like, you know, jump on that shit and be like, you know, and try to like, yeah. So uh, I was with that girl who's nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. you know what? Fuck you a little bit. <laughs> like, don't you don't you trying to claim my shit? Make it on, make it into right. you. Like so. I almost hesitate even sharing that story, but I think it's very like in B fashion that would be something that happened to her, and then she decides to do something. Um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, so then I started writing, and at first they were going to be like little like two minute sketches, um, and then I was like, I'm a little darker than this. This doesn't really mm-hmm. work for me. Yeah. That platform doesn't work for me. Um, so then I started writing longer episodes with a little bit more heart to it. Um, met a friend who introduced me to some guys to shoot it. And we shot it, and like we raised like twenty two hundred dollars and like that on Indiegogo. And we shot it all last summer, and then we like slowly got together for it to premiere in March, and now we're here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've watched the first couple episodes, and it's it's dramatic, but there's it's it's also like funny in a way that like it's relatable. Like yeah. I've seen uh, uh, there was moments where I was like you know almost watching it through my fingers, yeah. <laughs> so it's like. Uh, why? It's, it's cringeworthy, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Super cringeworthy, which is my kind of humor in general. So, I mean, I'm the person that would laugh boisterously at a drama just because if I see something funny or it strikes me in a way that, like, I relate to, I will laugh. Like, I don't really care. And I have those moments a lot in that, in your series. So, Thank you. yeah. How has the buzz been ever since it's, like, been released and put out into the ether? It's been nice. We actually, like, we were really lucky to kind of get put on via Tumblr when our trailer came out. Um, someone put it on uh, the scene, and I, her name is, like, escaping me right now, but she's um, she does the Eki and Saltfish. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, Cecile Omeki? Do you know that? Oh, you should look her up. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, like, feel like a quiet, like, dead air there. I was like, uh. She's really dope. I'm you not familiar. Her. You guys see her stuff. Um, okay. But she had shared it. She has a bunch of followers. She shared it with her followers. And then it kind of, um, kind of, like, rolled into something big. Afropunk shared it. Um, so all those things kind of started happening before the series premiered, which was, <laughs> which was like, stressful. Yeah. Um, and then we came out, and like actually, like two days before we came out was when Tribeca Film Festival like reached out to us and said, "Hey, we saw your trailer. Can we see an episode?" 
And I sent them like a, a rough one, and they were like, "Hey, this doesn't <laughs> sound weird, but do you? Uh, we're gonna honor you guys at this award ceremony." I was like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" That's so it's that's been nice. Awesome. Like I'm happy that people are um, responsive to it and watching it, or, or you know, I don't know. Like I, I'm hoping people are watching it. Right? You put something on, on the web, and you're like, "I don't know who's listening to it." I Hi, we're we're, we're, doing, <laughs> we're doing something exactly that right now. It's like it's in it's online, so it's there forever. Hopefully, someone decides to listen to it one day. I'm thinking, huh? Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, so. I I will. Oh, well, <laughs> that's sweet. But um, yeah, I totally understand. Just putting it out there in the ether and just hoping something something connects. So so I've got like a quick question and it might be a little inside baseball, but, you know, this is also like kind of weird. It's like the three of us, we're all doing things and it's pretty, it's independent. Mm -hmm. It's made by black folks. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about like creating something and keeping it independent? And like, how do you deal with people that kind of like come in and say like, hey, we want to distribute you here or hey, we want to take over this and, like, offer you this. You know what I mean? Like, how do, you keep, yeah. how do you keep that, like, artistic integrity and being um, like, no, I want to run this? Yeah, and I feel really strongly about that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a couple people, like, really uh, reach out to us for distribution, and it just never seemed like what they were offering was enough to give away artistic, uh, any type of artistic, like, integrity part of it. You know, like, if it's like, oh, we'd put your stuff on our, on our online database, but there'd be ads that we pick and da 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 we could screen it here, here, and I'm like, no, that's not really, I'm a control freak. That's not really down for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do have is a partnership with Open TV Beta, and Open TV is a platform for artists who are of color, women, uh, trans women, uh, queer folks who are, like, doing independent television. Um, and so that, so your Sotanta is on that site and we get to, it's a non-exclusive deal. So we still get to keep our, um, our series like on Vimeo and on our website, um, and anywhere really, but it's just nice to be aligned with them because they're mm-hmm. super supportive. Um, Amar, shout out. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Um, so yeah, so that's probably like as far as it's going to go. I think, um, you know, I'm not against your Sotanta moving on to a bigger platform but it would have to be, like, the right circumstance, right? Like, I think it's really important that people of color, women of color, are working in front of and, and behind the camera. And so in order for me to, like, say yes to that happening, it would have to be, I think, some stipulations, I think. And I think that would it would only make this series better anyway. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that. Yeah, that's really great that you have that kind of creative control, not just through, you know, your product, but how it's distributed. So, mm-hmm. nice. So do you ever feel, like, as, you know, somebody who makes things to consume and watch and feel entertained either online or on TV um, as a person of color. Do you ever feel, and I kind of feel this way sometimes, either with this or just like the independent projects that I do, that like you feel this kind of pressure that you have to comment on like all the fucked up shit that's happening in the world around. Yeah, so you have to do like the speaker box for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like... For everybody. It's like, I don't know if like you get this, but like for me sometimes I feel... And I feel so dumb saying this, but like I feel Don't kind ever of feel dumb guilt. About anything. <laughs> but, yeah. but like sometimes I feel kind of guilty if I'm like, oh yeah, like there's people they were like literally dying in the street, yeah. and I'm talking about how much I like M and M's and popcorn on a podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, do you ever feel like that kind of pressure? Sometimes it's like, yeah. 
I have to make something in response to what's happening. Yeah, I, I do. Um, and I don't, I'm still like grappling on what that is and what my response to that is. Um, because I do feel that like, well, like how do I respond to this in a way that like lets people know that I am always thinking about it. You know, I'm all, that's always a part of my life. But I, I, and people, I always feel weird about saying this, um, but like I feel like my existence is revolutionary mm-hmm. enough, if that makes sense. <laughs> like like yeah. being a black woman ch- sharing her story mm-hmm. is yeah. so much more than what's going on anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's so needed yes. um, that I do Speak think... Speak on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to snap our fingers right yes. now. <laughs> Speak on it. Because like, for me, like I think representation is so important and it's something that we're missing. And one of the things I saw when the trailer started getting shared, shared around Tumblr were all these like, young black girls who... We're just so happy to see someone that looked a little bit more like them. Um, and I know, like, we were kind of lucky growing up in the 90s. There there were different, uh, like, versions of black people. Um, and I think there's not as much of that. And there's definitely not, like, I don't think there's many, like, diverse um, types of black people or people of color in general, mm-hmm. queer people, any of that. Sure. Um, so... I feel like if I continue to create work with the voice that I'm doing that's very specific to me, then I am kind of actually addressing that yeah. in a way that may not be like right on the nose or how people like actually expect me to do it, but it, it is working for me. And sure, I mean, this doesn't have to be. It's going to be nuanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think like me and my uh, creative partner Samantha Lee, who did all the music for You're So Talented, we always talk about how like we actively work with women, people of color. Um, queer folks and very gentlemen, and that's all. Mm, <laughs> that's the only people we work with. Like all know? right, so I'm stealing that. <laughs> stealing that. I feel Sorry. really good about that, and like and because you know our hope is to, to tell stories, very complex and nuanced stories about these people who are underrepresented. Mm. Um, and in order to do that, it has to we have to collaborate with those kind of people. Uh, I love just that 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 description of saying like. Me just doing what I'm doing right now is a statement in itself. And mm-hmm. it's like there's beauty in the quote unquote ordinary. Mm-hmm. It's like we're all not a monolith. You no, know? yeah. You don't always have to be on a soapbox. <laughs> no, and I think like, and there, you know, there's room for that too. Mm-hmm. I think, but I think there's also room for, um, uh, specifically, I'm talking specifically for me, but specifically for like black women to not be perfect and to, um, not be, you know, like, but we don't see that. Like, if it is, like, I just feel like it's not nuanced enough. It's either you're Olivia Pope or you're on Flavor of Love. Like, there's no... Right, yeah. I mean, like, either boisterous or this, you know, pinnacle of perfection. And and you're not allowed to have real flaws, real um, expression to um, let those flaws show. It's hard. And, you know, like, even getting on, not even so much just black women too but like women in general like mm-hmm. you have to be like a manic pixie dream girl yeah. to get any kind of play or any kind of representation especially That's, when you're in your 20s especially think, in like your when 20s. you get a little bit older like of course i want to be michelle obama when i'm <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but like, right but, now like i got some time though and i got a theater degree exactly you're not supposed to just be born michelle obama i mean well she was but yeah. you know you know what i mean right. <laughs> she was born that but yeah for sure yeah so you got season two coming up mm-hmm. for You're So Talented. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that we should be kind of looking out for, looking forward to? Or you want to kind of keep that hush The fact that I'm hush, fully hush? directing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. I'm so excited. And you said this is their first time doing any kind of direction, correct? Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of co-directed last season, but I wasn't comfortable having that title or having that, like, 
I don't know, being behind the camera. I wasn't. It's not my um, medium. Sure. Or it wasn't my medium. Um, and this season, it kind of came around that like it, no one could tell this story better than I could. Um, and so uh, Mateo, who was the DP last season, is coming back as a DP this season, and he shoots beautifully, and I love him. Um, him and I kind of like sat down and talked about it, and he was like, yeah, I think this makes sense. And I was like, okay, okay, we're going to do it. And Sam Lee is like stepping into production manage, and so I have a dope team, like like support system, you know? Um, but yeah, it's like super important, I think, that who who's behind the camera is also reflects who's in front of the camera, too, for this series. I don't know if that's going to be always the case, but specifically for this series. Um, so I'm really excited about that. We've been storyboarding and using like different, like having coloring meetings and all this stuff for over like two months now. And I've been with it. I started writing it while we were still in post. So um, that's I'm great. Really, yeah, I'm really excited. I just had a reading of it and heard it out loud for the first time. And I was like, oh my God, this is for me, like as a writer, I, I can see my growth as a, in, in, in that, which hopefully doesn't sound cocky. No, like, like that's how it's supposed to go. Yeah. Like you're supposed to grow, you're supposed to see, you know, difference and see that you get to know your characters better and you can actually predict what they're going to do next. I mean, that's what writing is. There is supposed to be growth. If you're stunt, if you know, it was stunted and it's having the same scenarios, I mean. That's the goal. And I feel like there's much, I feel like the series is more grounded and there's something driving it a a little bit more than, and I'm really happy with how the first season went. I I think it's beautifully shot and Mm -hmm. correct. I think Chris Tabor did a very good job of that. But um, this season I'm like, oh, I feel like it's streamlined so much easier. Um, Not easier, I should say. It's still complex, but like it just feels more like there's a motor going this time. Well, you have a method to the madness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right on, right on. Well, thank you for stopping on by, talking to us about the show, um, talking to us about, you know, what it is that's coming up. Um, How can other people find you online through the internets and all that? Okay, uh, so follow us uh, on Facebook, which is You're So Talented. Um, I'm kind of in the process of, for the most part, accepting friend requests from people. So, Samantha Bailey. Um, uh, like me. At, <laughs> right, Sorry. we'll see. At You're So Talented on Instagram. At You're So Talented for Twitter. At Sam Q. Bailey on Twitter. I don't really tweet. I Every now and then retweet. I usually use Twitter for news mm. and to hear about what black person got shot today. Um, <laughs> that's like real talk. No, um, no, that's no, that's... That is real. Yeah. <laughs> and that's um, kind of what it is, too. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I feel like, I, yeah, I use Facebook a lot. And email. You know, you're so talented at Gmail. Perfect. Awesome. Hey, guys. It's me again. Uh, just want to let you know, if you like what you're listening to right now, you should also check out another really great podcast from our family of podcasts at the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Can I say podcast more than I already have? Let's find out. That new episode is Full Disclosure. It is a sex-positive podcast featuring interviews with sex workers, BDSM demos, LGBT issues, and comedy hosted by Eric Berry. That is Full Disclosure here at the Chicago Podcast Co-op. It's that time again. I know. What time is it? It's open call time. It is fucking open call time. Open call time! So we'll start off with you, Sam. Okay. What are you digging this week? This week I am digging rapper chicks. 
I don't know if you guys heard this band. Would you know? Do you know Rapper Chicks? No. What is um, Rapper Chicks? I want everything. So Tell it's me. It's like a four-girl group, like, rap group. Mm-hmm. Um, they performed at Vam's Vam Magazine, which is an underground artist magazine that premiered like earlier this year. Um, Tell me all these dope. things I don't even know about. Like <gasps> the whole sentence you just said, it's a complete mystery to me. I'm so Shout excited. Shout out to Vam. Uh, our wardrobe stylist is the art director, and he has up all of that. But Very uh, nice. so great. So they had their party at Canvas. Is this another? <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, literally everything that you're saying right now is like a complete like. It's like oh my gosh! Is there a unicorn in the story? Like I just <laughs> everything sounds magical. Okay, Canvas is an art space on north avenue okay. um but actually right next door to hand- handlebar oh okay yeah yeah like just west of handlebar um and so they had their like year summer end party and rapper chicks like open and they were so amazing uh, it's headed up by a rapper named psalm one i i feel actually like i was watching it and being like how did i not know about you i hate my life I'm like, ah. they were amazing like so hyped they had this song called um, arrogant, where they just like these like three women were just like three black women, by the way, I should say that, were just like hyped, then stage being like, I'm so fucking arrogant. And I was like, Yes, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> These chicks are now my favorite new people. Yes, like Google them or something. Find I will. them, follow them. I'm in love. Uh, so I guess I would say rapper chicks in a, and of course Bam magazine. Word. Very nice. What are you digging, Cher? Okay, so um, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I was feeling my feelings this morning, and I kind of think it took like a weird turn this morning. Um, I usually don't get up really early on Sundays, and today's a Sunday, but <laughs> um, I try to, but I've been failing miserably. And today I got up at like eight and I turned on the TV and I watched my favorite news magazine um, on TV, which is CBS morning, Sunday morning, um, hosted by Charles Osgood. And I don't know, his voice is very calming. He's on the radio. He, he's the voice of CBS News. And he's just my favorite white old man. Like I, I adore him. I grew up on him. And they tend to do like exposés on like really interesting topics and just kind of like news weekly stuff and they talk about like you know of course you know whatever's going on in current events but they also do these really sweet little exposés and today they did an exposé on John Lennon on John Legend like about 15 to 20 minute like exposé on him just his life how it came to be and I just learned so much about him like he almost went to Harvard and he went to Penn State like he's brilliant he graduated when he was 16 from high school and just like doing the damn thing um and Everything about it was just, like, fantastic. And before I knew it, I was crying. And this happens a lot, especially if I watch television in the morning, I usually end up crying just because of just feels. And it wasn't, like, it wasn't even something that he said or was said that struck me. I was just crying. It was really cathartic. 
and I listened to a lot of his old albums on the way over here, including his first one, Ordinary People, and I just, I've always really loved that song, too, but, like, hearing the story behind that as well just kind of, like, got me in my feels a little bit and uh, made me feel really good. So, yeah, I'm filling CBS Morning News this week. Right on. And it was a great way to, great, great way to start this week, too. And John Legend, who by all accounts, is a really perfect human. So <laughs> just like, I already kind of knew that. He's in so many of my favorite songs. But um, yeah, just hearing his story and seeing how happy he is in his life and just all the things he's accomplished. It's just like, fucking you're right, man. This is good for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I'm feeling this week. Right on. What about you, James? So what I'm feeling this week is actually um, I have a impulse buy problem, um, <laughs> especially for like things that are under $10 made by other like artists and designer people um so what i'm feeling is this um it's a small little pin i don't know if you saw it share wait a minute what what it's on your bag yeah it's the one on my bag okay (laughs) i thought it was something else (laughs) yeah so it's a small little pin um it's a um so the style of the pin um i don't know if you might remember but in like the early 90s and you would go to a web page and the web page would not be found and you get and like the images wouldn't show up and load up on the page so it would be like that icon it looks like the file and it has like the triangle circle and square Mm -hmm. um it's like the broken file not found um so um Chicago-based designer artist, uh, now lives, I think, in San Francisco, um, Emily Hosh, made a pin of this graphic. And it's only eight bucks on this, like, dope-ass website full of, like, crazy animated GIFs and flashing, like, gradients. Um, So I definitely recommend getting it. And I was really interested in it because I was actually going to get a tattoo of the same exact design. Um, So it's like, why not get a pin? Right before I go get the tattoo. And so, um, like, you can tell the artist, I want this on my body. Yeah, it makes it exactly perfect. Like, I was legitimately talking to, like, my brother. I was like, I'm going to get this tattoo, like, right on my forearm for just, like, um, symbolism for something that will sure. take way too long to describe right now. That's and fine. I was like, oh, here's a little pin of the same exact thing. I'm going to go cop this. Absolutely. So I will put a link to that in the notes. Great. Thank you, James. If you like what you heard on this last episode of the Open Ended Podcast, please give us a shout out on iTunes, either by rating us a five star so we can get higher in the charts or leaving a review. We really appreciate it. Until next time, keep things open ended. I'm happy to talk with you guys about everything and nothing at all the universe and how that happened right like i went down <laughs> right like let's get let's get down wild. to like the real shit i want to like a little closer i want to get into like the real shit i want to talk about like black holes and shit it was but it was like a monotone cheers it wasn't as enthusiastic as i just said it was like cheers like it was very like very droll Right. No, for sure. That was, we did start from the bottom. And now we're here.